What is up, y'all? Happy Thursday or whatever fucking day you're listening to this. Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast where we talk all about being that bitch. And, you know, sometimes being that bitch looks like crushing shit, you know, like taking names, whatever that saying is. And sometimes it just means not getting committed to the loony bin. Right now, I'm about at the level of not being committed to the loony bin. Let me paint the picture for y'all right now. It is currently 7.45 p.m. I just laid Ev down because homegirl is not napping anymore. I realized I did not get my workout in for the day, as well as I realized I am about to leave my window of having you guys out of podcast this week. So currently I am walking on the treadmill, recording a podcast and popping the top to a beer because it's, it's just been one of those days. So I'm going to forewarn you. This podcast is either going to be fan fucking tastic or a big waste of your time. So stay tuned to the end to see which direction we go. But no, I had a reason for kind of coming in here when I'm in this mental state right now. And the reason is this. I feel like so much people only or so many times people only put out there when they're like fucking crushing it, right? They only show up when everything's going right and their mental space is great. And it makes other people, especially those that don't like do the influencing world, feel like shit about themselves, right? Like this person always has it together. They never struggle mentally. They never have shit going on. They always are like prim and proper and they always have bullet points for their podcasts and everything just always looks fan-fucking-tastic. What is wrong with me? I'm gonna put it out there, y'all. There is nothing wrong with you. There is something wrong with the social media world where people feel like they can only ever show up with their put-together self. I am never gonna be that bitch. I'm never gonna be the bitch that just shows up all put together because I think there's so much beauty And there's so much growth in the messy. I tell my girls all the time, like, do it and do it messy. Do not wait for the perfect time because that time is never going to come. You are never going to be perfect. It's not ever going to be all put together and beautiful. Life is messy and there's so much beauty in the mess. And so I'm taking a dose of my own medicine and I'm showing up messy and (laughs) coming in here with y'all just kind of to talk. I feel like... I tell you guys all the time, this is like my therapy. That's why I just do it for fun. It's like I can come in here and just talk through the thoughts that are going through my head. There might be some value to it and there might not, but you know, it's just, it's fun to be able to like get it all out there, but also to let some of y'all know if you guys are out there and you're going through similar things as me is that you're not alone. I feel like the journey to growth can be very, very lonely and you feel like you're the only one that are dealing with these different trials and tribulations and the only one dealing with the shit storm and you're not just some people don't most people don't publicly put that out there so let me talk through what's going on with my head right now um and where I'm at so where am I where are you Allie I don't fucking know no I am three days away from my second marathon and the thing about running and the thing about training for runs is you put hour upon hour upon hours 
to this one race, right? For me, I've been training for this marathon for three plus months. That's fuck ton of hours. That's a fuck ton of time, which all boils down to this one run. And that's a lot of fucking pressure. That's a lot of pressure to perform on one day for all of this training to be worth a damn. And that gets to me, not gonna lie. I get really, really, really bad pre-race anxiety. Um, I get really, really, really bad just pre-race jitters. And from my first marathon experience, I'm really deathly afraid of repeating it um, because anything that could have gone wrong on my first marathon did. I got lost. Um, ended up having to make up the distance other places. My heart rate ended up skyrocketing. It was in Nashville, one of the hottest record days in April in Nashville ever. It was 85 degrees by the end of the race. And I took a look at the weather the other day and I started freaking out because I felt like it was the first step to history repeating itself because this one's going to be in Albany, Georgia, which is South Georgia. I knew it was going to be a little warmer than here where I'm at up in like the west, north, east, I don't fucking know, higher in Georgia. But I was optimistic that it would at least be like a high of 65, maybe a high of 70. Well, we're looking at a high of 80, bitches. We're looking at a high of 80. And I'm like, fuck, like what else can go wrong? So now I'm trying to create like a cooling plan with my coach and stuff like that. And so my mind is just spiraling and it can be really easy once you get in this my headspace of like fuck it's not gonna work i'm not gonna hit the pr i've already got the condition stacked up against me especially when with running right and there might be something in your life right now where you're there's stuff that's happening that's outside of your control for me it's the weather it's you know whatever happens on that race day a lot of that stuff is outside of my control it can feel really overwhelming to let go and let God almost. I say that all the time, like just let go, let God. But it can feel very overwhelming, especially for a control freak like myself to just say, you know what, you've done the work, you've put in the hours. Now it's just showing up, right? Like you've done the hard part. The race is just the final little lap. It's like, what do they fucking say with marathon training? It's like you've already ran... I don't know. There's a saying, but I just fucking botched it. But anyways, my head is very, very jumbled up place right now. And maybe where you're at in your journey, you might be in this jumbled up place where you're like, there's so many things that are happening outside of my control. But I want to remind, let you think of it as this way, right? Yes, there might be a lot of things that are outside of your control. But guess what? There are still some things within your control. And so I'll use my example, right? Yes, the weather is outside of my control. I can't control that it's gonna be hot as balls on race day. But what can I control? I can control the amount of sodium I intake so I can make sure I'm on top of my sodium so I avoid cramping and all of that stuff. I can control my cooling system so making sure that I have things in place to make sure I try to stay cooler. I can control my heart rate, making sure that I don't freak out because the second you start freaking out, your heart rate skyrockets. These are things I can control, which will ultimately help counteract the thing that I can't. So let's use maybe your life, for example, right? So say right now in your journey, 
your work is fucking annoying the shit out of you and you're having to work 60 hour weeks because you're shorthanded, your boss is a jerk, all of these things are happening and you're feeling very overwhelmed. You're feeling like you can't do it all. You're feeling like everything stacked up against you because all you want to do is have time to work out and all these things. Think about this. Yes, that's something outside of your control, but how can you control things around that to counteract that. So maybe you can control what time you wake up in the morning. Maybe you can control asking your significant other for help with bedtime so that you can, you know, get your workout in. Maybe you can start working out at home, right? So that you can then include the kids. Like these are things that you can control that will counteract that and allow you to still get the ultimate goal at the end, which is to get your workout done, right? Y'all, the goal does not have to change just because the plan might need to change, right? And that's something that I have to constantly remind myself, especially as I'm going into this marathon is, Allie, the goal is still the same. We're going for a sub five hour. I feel like the more I put that shit into the universe and talk about it, the more accountability I'm gonna have. That's what we're going for. That's what my coach says. It's very possible. And so we're trying to, you know, construct a plan because the plan's gonna have to change to achieve that goal to make sure that it still happens so i don't know if that helps but that's just kind of where my head's at right now especially with this impending race i'm so nervous y'all i'm not even gonna lie today is my official day one of carb loading and you know a bitch loves carbs i'm not gonna lie a bitch loves carbs but I have to eat 3.5 grams of carbs per pound of my body weight. I'm not exactly sure how much I weigh because I haven't weighed myself in a couple years, but I know probably around about of what I weigh. And so that's like um, 600 grams of carbs or something insane like that. So we're going to be in a carb coma for the next couple days, but I just keep trying to remind myself, you know, food is fuel carbs are fuel even if it's making you feel very bogged down so that's why i am drinking this beer because i'm not sure how many carbs this beer has in it but i'm sure it has a good amount of carbs and i'm a little short for my carbs for the day so a beer it is now now that we've caught up on my race let's talk about books because i've got a bone to pick with this one book that I just read. So we're going to kind of veer topics. I talked about this a little bit on my stories the other day. And I felt like what great way, especially as we come into the spring season, clothes are coming off, right? We're, we're going we're gonna to be a little bit more naked than we were during the winter. And get your minds out of the gutter. I mean, we're going to be wearing shorts and stuff. I have a bone to pick with the book community. Especially the curvy female character book community so i read the book mile high because it's been everybody's been raving about it on book talk right and so let me give you the premise uh there's this girl stevie she is a curvy beautiful woman right well she is a flight attendant and then she meets this dude dude's name z right he is in the, the like um, emergency seat, so she's got to give his debriefing. Well, he's a complete asshole, so he just doesn't want to give her eye contact, nothing. And then she gets a little snippy attitude with him. We all know dudes love when we get attitude with them, right? Love it so much. Well, now he's made it his mission to 
get under her skin and like hit the call button and annoy the shit out of her. So they become like these kind of like frenemies where they both know that they're being sarcastic assholes, but it's like fun for them. Well, he slowly becomes obsessed with her, obsessed with her. And to the point where he's like, I know we're going to fuck. I just don't know when we're going to fuck, but it's going to happen. Cocky son of a bitch. This one is well, they do spoiler. They do eventually. But that's not my beef to pick with this book. My beef to pick with this book and with a lot of books that have curvy female main characters is this. Why do authors always feel the need to write them insecure? Like, is this so fucking absurd to have a plus size woman that actually loves her body? That actually feels confidence within herself that actually walks around with her head held high like i'm not apologizing for how much space i take up in this world why is that like so fucking absurd that could be possible that a woman that's plus size and i consider my i don't know if i would be considered plus size anymore but i'm definitely on the higher end of mid-size right but why do they feel like you can't be confident if you're that size? You can only be confident if you're a size six and skinny and all of these things. And the way this author wrote this woman is absolutely breathtaking. Like talking about her luscious curves and her ass and her boobs. Like she from I'm envisioning a banging body and there is ever nothing about her that she loves. There's nothing about herself that she finds beautiful and so she is very insecure with herself and that's one thing right but the other thing is she's it's like the book is is written where she can't become secure within herself and work on herself to make herself confident she's almost reliant on zay right to help her instill confidence in her right to make her believe that she's beautiful to the point where it's like he's you know doing stuff right in front of a mirror when she's having a bad body image day and telling her what things do you hate about your body and then he's trying to counteract those with words of affirmation of why he loves those parts that she hates and i'm like okay i think it's beautiful that he is talking her up and praising her and instilling this belief in her but i believe at the end of the day it is up to us to instill that confidence within ourselves, to start believing that we can love our body because if we don't fix the way we perceive our body and we rely on somebody else to give us validation that our body is beautiful then we're giving that other person so much fucking power because then when it happens heaven forbid they cheat on you or they leave well there goes every ounce of confidence you might have and you will feel like shit about yourself i feel like anytime we rely on anybody else to help us love ourselves more we're giving them way more power than what they deserve and it doesn't end up actually changing the way we perceive our body and the way we enjoy our body and the way we love our body it's almost like smoke and mirrors right it's like putting on rose-colored glasses that says i'm beautiful because he says i am i have these beautiful tits because he says i do i have this like it's basically giving that person i believe this because he says it not because i do you know what i mean and so <laughs> i was very upset with that part of the book and 
it's like that with almost every single book that I read with a plus size female main character. And there are not many of them. Like there's not many plus size female character books out there. And then the ones they do, they're always so insecure. But another part of this book that just chapped my ass, just chapped my ass is she wrote him going through, like he had a lot of insecurities within himself and it was, you know, his belief of like whether he's lovable and all these things. She wrote him going through therapy and doing the work himself to fix this belief that he had of himself, but didn't have her doing the same thing. It had her leaning on him to help her believe in herself more, not her doing it herself. So I don't know if any of this makes sense, but I feel like a lot of us, especially as women can relate to this in a way that a lot of us have insecurities with our body, right? And I feel like every single day there's women out there that are just like, they just don't feel beautiful within themselves. Y'all don't rely on other people to make you feel beautiful. Don't rely on other people to help fix your relationship with yourself. That is a you thing. At the end of the day, we are the ones that will look at the mirror every single day and see our bodies. And we have to work on fixing the fucked up thoughts in our heads that we have about our relationship with our body. And that's not anything anyone else can do. It's up to us and us alone. You know, I have dealt my entire life with just insecurities about my body and I have worked tirelessly to fix the fucked up thoughts in my head. But y'all, we're all going to still have them. It's just the fact that we need to learn how to overcome them quicker. So I'll use an example that I had the other day and I talked about this on my Instagram as well. So y'all know it's springtime basically here in Georgia. We're already up in like mid 70s to 80s. And so I was putting all my winter clothes up and putting them in the shed and getting my summer clothes out. Yes, I don't have a huge ass closet. So I have to literally like tote the rest of my clothes away and then swap them out for seasons. But something, the first thing I realized was that I had three times as much winter clothes as I do summer clothes. That was the first thing that was kind of like, oh, that's, that's interesting. I never realized that. And this is why. And I realized this as I was trying on these clothes because I always put my clothes on from the old season just to see what still fits, what I might need other things of. And I realized that no matter how hard you work on your body and loving your body, you can still love your body while simultaneously being frustrated with not only clothing, but the way your body's built. And so for me, I am built very like bottom heavy. I have big hips, big muscular thighs. They're never going to get smaller. I literally, my biggest insecurity from the time that I was a little one was how big my thighs were. Do y'all remember when thigh gaps were really in? Y'all, I used to walk around like a fucking duck. I kid you not. My thighs, I always like kept them, my feet super far apart. So my thighs wouldn't touch. So it looked like I had a thigh gap when really I was just walking around like a fucking Eskimo child, like fee, fi, fo, mo, thinking I was just hot shit probably look like a fucking idiot. But anyways, I've realized like that's been my biggest insecurity forever. And I have worked really hard on learning to not only appreciate my legs for what they are, but love them for what they are because they're not going to change. They're not going to shrink. I'm always going to have big thighs, but I can tone them. I can, you know, so now I've got like great quads, whatever. But I have realized they don't make shorts 
for women with my body type. They just don't. It is so fucking hard to find a pair of shorts that will fit not only my waist, but be loose and cute on my thighs because I don't like things that suffocate my legs, especially during the summer. And so I was spending so long the other day just being frustrated, throwing a little temper tantrum because I bought these new shorts and they do not look like the model on me and they were tight on my thighs and I was like, I'm never gonna find shorts that actually fit me. And then I had to come back. I had to reel it back in real quick and I had to remind myself and, and especially want you to listen to this part, okay? Especially as we're going into a new season, we're gonna be buying new clothes or we're gonna be bringing clothes that we haven't worn in a while. You will never be the problem. Your body is not the problem. It is the clothes. It's the way the clothes are made. It's the way the clothes are manufactured. It's the way the clothes are cut. You are not the problem. It's the clothes. And so I don't want you to put on britches and think, fuck, why is my body the way it is? Why can't my body just fit these clothes? Why can't the clothes just fit your body? And that is not a you problem, that is a them problem. And it has taken me a long time to not default to blaming myself and my body because it's not my body's problem that these clothes are made for stick thin girls, girls without bigger thighs, girls without bigger asses like me, right? They're made for women that are pretty straight. And that's not me, but that's not a me problem. That's a them problem. And that means I need to spend my time trying to find brands that cater to my body type, then be pissed off that most of them won't. And so after I had my little temper tantrum that my britches never fit me, <laughs> I had to come back and bring myself to here and remind myself that this is not a me problem. This is a the clothes problem. And so just remember y'all, it is not our responsibility to fit the clothes. It's the clothes responsibility to fit us. And just because you might need to size up one, two, three times does not mean your worth changes because of that. Does not mean that you aren't beautiful. It just means those clothes fucking suck and they need to be sized up. That's it. I feel like so many times as women, we take it so personally that, you know, like, gosh, I had to size up to a 16. I must have gained all this weight. And then we start feeling like shit about ourselves when you can literally put a pair of shorts that are like a 16 at Old Navy up to a pair of shorts that might be a size 12 at American Eagle. And they could be the same fucking size. Like, I don't know why they decided women's clothing needed to be sized the way it did, but whoever decided that can get a foot in the ass. Just putting that out there. They can get a whole ass foot in the ass because it's stupid. They should be sized just like men's where it's to the waist and stuff like that. So anyways, I just wanted to share that because I feel like a lot of us can be, a lot of us has been personally victimized by the clothing industry and i kid y'all not to this day i still will not shop at clothes clothing stores that don't carry bigger clothes like i will never shop at a clothing store that only carries up to a size 10 or 12 because there was a time in my life where i would have starved myself i would have 
cut off my left leg to be able to fit in those smaller, cuter boutiques. Like I remember when somebody was like, oh, Allie, what's your fitness goal? I don't really care. I just want to be able to fit in the small boutique clothings, the cute clothings, because they didn't want me when I was bigger. And so now that I've lost the weight and I'm size, you know, 12, sometimes a 10, I still won't shop at those stores because my thought process is, well, you didn't want me at my biggest because I didn't fit your idea of beautiful. I didn't fit your idea of worthy for your clothes. You sure as fucking hell do not deserve me at my smallest. You're not getting my money because that's me like saying, I support you saying I'm not worthy at a size 16 of your clothes, but now I'm worthy because I've lost weight. No, fuck that. Fuck that. So if any of you guys are out there like me, especially it's big in the South, those small little boutiques in the downtown area. That was like my biggest dream is I just want to be able to walk around downtown in the little boutiques and be able to walk in and just try on clothes that are way overpriced and be able to fit in them. Well, now I can and I give them the middle finger because I wasn't worthy then. Why am I worthy now? That's why I still shop at like Old Navy and Sheen and stuff like that because they've always catered to my body no matter what size I am. American Eagle, Aerie, all of these different stores. They wanted me when I was my biggest. That means they're getting me when I'm my smallest. I really feel like I've just kind of gone on a ton of different rants, but maybe you got some value out of this. Maybe not. But all I can say is y'all, we're fucking badass. Yeah, us as women, we're badass. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of things society has tried to drill into us when it comes to health and fitness and weight and the way we perceive ourselves and mindset and all of these things. But I just want you at the core to know that there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your body. That if you're going into this fitness error maybe you're you know with the weather getting warmer you're like okay it's time for me to really get on my fitness it's time for me to really get on these things I want you to ask yourself why are you doing it because if you are doing it to change yourself for others if you're doing it to shrink yourself because you don't feel worthy the way you are you'll never stick with it trust me trust me I've tried multiple multiple times <laughs> to do it, to shrink myself, to fit into societal standards because I hated myself. I tried to hate myself healthy and skinny and it never fucking worked. It will never work. So I'm going to leave you with this as we've talked a lot about body image, especially with the seasons coming. Like I told you guys, go into your next fitness journey or your next lifestyle journey or whatever the case may be. Go into it with the mindset of I'm doing this to make myself healthier, not make myself smaller. That I am worthy in the body that I'm in. I'm beautiful in the body that I'm in. I'm just working on making it the healthiest it's ever been. So anyways, that's all I've got for you this week. I hope it brought you some value. I hope you enjoyed it. Or maybe it made you feel okay with being a hot mess too. But regardless, if you enjoyed it at all, Go ahead over to Apple or Spotify and leave us a five star review and then share it on your stories and let everybody know that you are perfect as you are. Come be with the Hot Mess Express. Um, all right, I'm gonna leave you like I leave you every single week in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. I'll see y'all next week for my marathon recap. 
wish me luck and let's fucking do this. <laughs>